This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus. I wanted to remind you that the show is not intended to be a recommendation for diagnosis or treatment of any condition for any specific person. Please consult your mental health professional or doctor managing your ADHD or mental health issues about any diagnosis or treatment related information that you hear on the show. Refer your ADHD provider to the show if he or she would like more information. Welcome back. This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host of ADHD Focus, the podcast with the goal of exploding the myth information about ADHD out there. Welcome back to round two of my discussion with Jeff Copper, ADHD coach and creating creator of Dig Coaching. Our discussion is about the basic elements of coping with ADHD, which you may be missing. Awareness is the key, not only becoming aware of the elements themselves, but also of how you may be ignoring them and not even aware of it. We all have many choices of where we can direct our attention. Don't let it be directed by forces outside yourself. Don't surrender your choices. Listen and learn. So if you don't, I want to kind of expand exercise to an area that, that I talk about more and more that's not talked about a lot. Now, I want to give credit to Brett Thornhill because he, he, he's the first time he said there's the non-med meds, right? There's mm-hmm. meditation, exercise, diet, and sleep. And so far we've talked about exercise, diet, and sleep. But one of the things that I do is I fold meditation into exercise. And the reason I do it is I've, I've, I've talked to all kinds of experts and without a doubt, I've, I have not had an expert yet say that mindfulness is not good mm. for people with ADHD. Oh, absolutely. Majority of them actually say it's more difficult. But when I look at mindfulness, I don't look at it as this kind of zen-like state. It's, it's sitting there meditating on, and focusing on your breath and knowing when your thoughts or emotions, like an extraneous thought comes to your mind and you catch it and you bring it back to your breath, that's a moment of practice. So I don't think it's a Zen-like thing. It's practicing noticing your attention and bringing it back to your intention on the breath. And there's the physicalness of, of breathing yep. is, is really helpful. But it doesn't end there. If you really start listening to like Lydia Zalowski and stuff, is there's, the, there's, the, there's the exercise of practicing the shift of attention, but then there's yep. the shift of attitude. And yeah. this is where you sit down and problems abound in our world and we have a tendency to deal with it. If you have a flat tire, you've got to deal with it right now. If something good happens, you don't have to celebrate it now. So in Japanese psychology, they practice gratitude. It's like a Zumba class. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to journal. I'm going to write down everything that I'm grateful for. And by sitting down and acknowledging like, oh my God, I bit into that peach. It was so good. Or that woman helped me when I was really struggling. You do that over a period of time and now you're shifting your attitude. People with ADHD have it a negative attitude. You want to shift that attitude by practicing this on a regular basis. And then the third part that I started bringing in recently is the shift of emotion. And we don't think about that very much because we are emotional beings and ADHD is a challenge of self-regulation and one of those is regulating your emotions. And more and more I'm having my clients practice emotional self-regulation and in the United States I loved it before the last election because if you were a Trump fan I wanted you to go home and watch CNN News and if you were a Biden fan you had to go home and watch Fox News and I tell people notice when you're sitting there feel that sensation in your body start to well 
well, catch it, take a couple deep breaths, and start kind of calming your body down. I want you to practice this like an athlete practices so that when you're in day-to-day -day life, you can catch yourself. So there's the exercise, the physical exercise that we talk about, but these are mental exercises that are yeah, not talked about. Right. So you want to practice shifting your attention. I, I'm practicing like an athlete practice. Practice shifting your attention. Practice shifting your attitude. Practice shifting your emotion, and with that, exercise is really a bigger piece. Now, remember what I said, extra practice and exercise is a repetitive, boring task, so these things that I've described are not necessarily easy to do, but to do it with somebody or to mindfully try to figure out a way to make this stuff happen, I think is and really, really helpful. I think there's a, the reward in even two minutes of yes. sitting quietly and focusing on your breath because you're learning to focus and of course your breath is always with you you don't have to find special equipment or whatever to do it um, and there's there's certainly any number of uh, ways you can do that one book I'm reading recently which I think is is amazing is called meditation interventions to rewire your brain mm-hmm and Jeff Tarrant, who wrote it, is a psychiatrist and also a neuroscientist. So he's looking at brainwave patterns um, and what types of meditation you can do that help with different places in the brain where these brainwave patterns aren't going helpful. With ADD, um, and heck, actually it's somewhat paradoxical, the ADD brain is going too slowly mm -hmm. um, we need to catch up to other people uh, in our thinking and processing so um, there's more of what are called theta waves which are kind of slow you want more beta in there if you do things that help with some of those areas that have too much of the theta you and he's measured it looked at if you're doing focus exercise type things you're going to increase the beta yep if you've got depression then almost the last thing you want to do is okay sit in one place and kind of think about your breathing those people need to be active moving. Mm -hmm. so doing tai chi or qigong or even just walking and being absolutely mindful i'm picking up my foot yep my foot strikes the ground you're moving as well as doing the mindfulness part. Yep. So there are different ways of doing the, the so, yeah, so I wanna, but it's being consciously mindful. You're yep. having to focus on something. You're having to shift your focus back to just your breath instead of thinking, oh, and i got to do this tomorrow yep. and such and such is coming up. There's a there's a great article that is being printed in the August edition August 22 edition of Attention Magazine written by Adam Coots. It's about the different ways of meditating and mindfulness. So mm -hmm. what you're describing is is if if the idea of sitting and listening to your breath is you got you crawling out of your skin. This is a great article that really addresses a lot of what you described and a lot more. So you can find that form that's going to fit to your brain. So don't think you have to do it a certain way and I offer that up as you go hey this is a great idea but I don't like the meditation thing but I need to be mindfulness again go check out the article because yeah. it's a it's it's chock full of just really clever ideas and you just have to find mm -hmm. the one that speaks to you 
one, uh, and this is another from a neuroscientist, and um, her name is Adele Diamond. She's at the University of British Columbia and has what I, I think this is brilliant, and exercise, uh, something that kids can do, adults can do. You get a glass of water, maybe half full, or three-quarters full, and you're holding the glass of water and you're walking in a circle, but you have to make sure you don't spill any water. Brilliant. So you're focusing on the water. You also have to keep walking and keep walking on the line or on a circle. Um, and your mind can't be somewhere else. <laughs> dump water all um, And uh, just putting a piece of crepe paper down, a straight yeah, uh, on the floor, ten feet. So, so I got to translate that. That would mean I walk around a circle with a glass of wine, because Lord knows I'm not going to spill that. <laughs> yep, there you go. There you go. And it's a little tricky. You're holding. Yeah, glass that's of right. That's right. At the base. So, putting a, a just a line of crepe paper down on the floor for a child to walk that line, one foot in front of the other, is just as difficult neurologically as an adult walking a balance beam mm. and so that's an exercise yep you have to be conscious of your foot moving in this one direction and I guess this is a popular thing among kids okay you pretend all your around you is hot lava mm -hmm. so you don't want to fall into that so it, it's I thought this was brilliant, just simple things, but you have to keep your mind there. It can't be somewhere else. And then you're learning the focus. You're learning shifting your attention away from whatever it is that's that's coming up to being right there, right then. Absolutely. And that's what the mindfulness is, being present right there. So... I think we've done a pretty good job because we talk again. I like to use that non-meds meds because we talked about the meditation, the exercise, the diet, and sleep, and they're kind of like four pillars. If one's out of whack, that kind of impacts all the other ones. But if you can focus mm -hmm. on all of them, that all comes together. There's another area that it's been interesting to me to notice is that I look at an emotion as a reflexive reaction. Now, this is just my way of looking at it. If imagine if you're going to fall reflexively, your arms reach out to to, to catch yourself. If uh, that doctor hits the, your knee, your leg swings out, and when we feel threatened, like fight, like threatened with our life, we go to fight, flight, or freeze. And it's just, it's just, it's a primitive state that's a protectionism thing. And one of the executive functions that we have that's real important is self-awareness. Another one is emotional self-regulation. And one of the things that I bring up when it comes to managing your ADHD is people with ADHD really struggle with self-awareness. Um, because of the emotional side, and, and the way I like to describe it is in order to be self-aware, it's very threatening because you've got to confront yourself. You've got to look at yourself like naked in the mirror, and a lot of times people with ADHD will resist it. They fight back instinctively. It's a reflexive reaction. Yeah, well, yeah you don't like the yeah. feeling unsure of yourself. You don't know what's going to happen. That's exactly. Anxiety. And, oh, definitely bad things are going to happen. That's going to get you 
And it's a protectionism thing, but at the same time, it actually gets in the way because self-awareness is hugely important for people with ADHD because if you're, mm-hmm. if you're not admitting it to yourself, you're acting like it's not there. It's kind of, the imposter syndrome is built on this. You don't want to be who you are. You're trying to be somebody else, which is incredibly exhausting. And the reason I'm bringing all this stuff is more and more in my work, I begin to realize is that, that you know, even – not neurotypicals can come to you like an artist. They really, really, really want to help you, but it feels threatening. And so many people with ADHD don't witness that. So reflexively, they fight against it. And the reason I'm bringing this up is if you want to manage your ADHD, you've got these types of things, but you also got to learn to manage your emotions because they get in the way of your mm-hmm. self-awareness. And like for me, the turn for me in my life was I've got dyslexia, spelling's difficult. I'm like, why am I spending so much time? It's impairing my life. I just don't care. I own the fact that I can't spell, and I let it go. Every once in a while, I'll have somebody like you know gets on me about it, and like I'm like, listen, if that's all you got to worry about in your life, God love you. But but yeah, a lot of what gets in the way is this, and I'm bringing this to your attention because ADHD is an executive function impairment. A huge predictor in success in life is self awareness, but it's the emotional. Component of executive function that gets away, and if you can be mindful of this, is where, like the the um, the emotional self-regulation I talked about before, and the, the the meditation is, if you can be mindful of this, it can really be beneficial in helping you go forward and letting go of those types of things, which is the same thing. As I have people say that's easy, that's easy. My mom years ago said, "Don't say something's easy when you're not doing it because you're not you're not acknowledging how hard it is. You're not giving the respect yep. it deserves." So I'll give you and, a chance to comment on this. That um, well, one thing is that emotions um, follow thoughts. So I can't make someone feel an emotion. Um, I don't want to be that that powerful or magic. <laughs> um, but they have a thought about what I've said, and that brings up an emotion from what they remember in the past. Um, one thing and another, and being yeah aware that we do have a a choice it's difficult to learn we've got this defense system and uh, the amygdala in the brain and that's right next to the memory center Mm -hmm. those two come together oh this was a bad thing before Um, but we can learn how to deal with that in a different way Uh, and one of the we talk about self-awareness there's actually a self-awareness center in the brain mm-hmm. been aware of that well where is that that's up in the prefrontal cortex gee that area affected by <laughs> so we we aren't aware of ourselves and this is where the uh, movement meditation i had a number of years ago when i was in med school um i saw this you know, thing at a at a little um cafe I used to uh, eat dinner at and it was uh, Hatha Yoga and come to a class. It was very informal. I thought, yeah, I wanted to look at that. And this woman was an excellent uh, yoga coach uh, and but she was in a small apartment so people were lying in doorways and <laughs> and, I, and it was just breathing. It wasn't major huge poaches. Some you know, basic ones, the downward dog and and uh, lying flatter, um, pretty easy kinds of things. And on the way walking home, I thought, 
I can feel my body and be aware of my body as I'm walking along. And I had never had that conscious awareness of it. Mm -hmm. And that's um, part of, yes, your body awareness, um, but also the, um, then you get an awareness of what am I thinking right now? What am mm -hmm. I feeling right now? And it, then you pass that on to what am I doing right now? I'm sitting here pushing a piece of plastic, pretending they're shapes that look like birds and they're ticked off at each other. <laughs> and I, I've never played that. I can't quite imagine putting time into dealing with angry birds. But to be aware that, and I'm wasting time right now. I'm literally just pushing on a piece of plastic. Um, that is the, that's the key, and that's the mindfulness, being aware. These thoughts are there, but I'm just going to let them go. I don't mm -hmm. need to pay attention to those right now. I need to pay attention to my breath, and we're learning how to do that control uh, over our thoughts. And, yeah, it's, it's harder, takes more challenge, and oftentimes takes some help learning how to deal with the emotions, particularly the ones that have are triggered out of the past, but it's possible to do, and that's worthwhile work yep. to do. So it all kind of starts with awareness. Like you talked about, there's interceptive awareness, being aware. Like, you know, some people don't even know, they don't even, they're not even aware that they need to go pee, right? But understanding that, then you talk about, you know, emotional or self-awareness. There's also an awareness outside that I'm spending more and more time with is for people to realize is that the uh, politicians, the media, and corporate America have cracked the code on your primitive brain, and so they're manipulating you. Um, social media, YouTube, yeah. and stuff, they are, they are engineered. They know exactly what to do that's going to stimulate your brain where they, as it, where they say they're taking over control of your attention and you're surrendering your intentions. There's this meta-awareness to realize that you're being preyed on by supercomputers that are studying your behavior. It's really not a fair fight when you think about it. And no. the only way you can get out of it is to recognize is that there's supercomputers pointed at my brain trying to study it, and I'm not going to let that happen because too often people are just surrendering themselves to this stuff. Yeah. Well, it, it comes down for me to a uh, line in a movie long, long ago um, where the only way to win is not to play the game. Yep. That's for uh, war games. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, and that's getting sucked into that game. I know when, if I watch um, part of a soccer game on YouTube, all of a sudden there are all these other suggestions of soccer things. Um, and if I watch one or two of the other kinds that show up, now there's ten of those instead of just two of them. And exactly that's what's going to be interesting. We're aiming toward those things. And that brings up uh, something I love that the name for it, screen sucking. Yeah. It sucks our attention. It sucks time. Um, and that's where 
sucks yeah, time, yeah. sucks intention. It's 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 like you're just yeah. a vessel for other people to make money off of your brain. When you when you surrender yourself to that, you're basically giving up control of your mind, your attention, and your life. When you really think about it, and more and more, people are just like they're not they're oblivious they, they're, they're just letting yeah. that stuff happen and asking me for a tip trick or strategy yeah you need to get away from it you got to distance yourself from it and and I think uh, I like the word surrender because most of us don't like to surrender you think if I'm giving into that I know this person is winning well it's not this person it's this computer yep. I'm surrendering my time instead of spending it on Taking, doing some relaxing things, and then being able to get more sleep. I'm yep. surrendering that ability to make those choices and let this. Uh, I'm letting this computer so, so, do it. So let's loop that back around. So when a person in the evening goes to their phone or video game or social media, they're effectively sometimes surrendering your attention because I said at the beginning, what is your brain entertaining itself with at night that's keeping it from going to sleep? So you're surrendering yourself and letting this game or whoever's behind the game take control of your attention to take away your intention so you go to sleep at night, then you wake up sleep deprived and you're wondering kind of what's going on. It all starts not with getting out of bed. It all starts with you're surrendering your attention to these things. Yes. And if you don't, if you don't take, there's no tip, trick, or strategy that I can coach anybody to do. If you don't make that conscious choice, there's a limit to how much anybody could help you. Mm -hmm. And and that's where um, it's how we think about it. Um, well, I de deserve a Blake. This is just a little bit yep. of uh, time, and I need the reward. Um, and it's the, yes, okay, it's fine to have a little bit of a reward, but not <laughs> easy to then fall into, you just did an hour and a half. Yep. Instead of, I was going to take 15 minutes. Well, there are other less, less uh, I guess, less non-productive yeah. things so, you can do that you get the reward, but they're not things that you just, fall into and surrender. So so as a, as a self-awareness, I talk about people like, are you taking a break or isn't it an escape? Mm -hmm. If you go to something, you take a break and you go back to what you were doing, okay, I, 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 that was a bit of a break as long as I'm not going too long. But all too often, you take a break and you never go back to it. That is an escape. That's not yes, a break. That's an escape from something you don't want to do, um, whether it's finished homework or you've got to... Um, write some cards. I don't know when I last wrote a card to somebody. Uh, I sent them a text, maybe an email. Um, but one of the things about that, you know, it's very easy to then get into this trance of you're watching another video, you're sending another text, you're doing whatever. Um, and we have so many reminders that are beeps and bops and all kinds of noises those are too easy to turn off uh, or tune out, I should say. Um, and something I'd thought of recently was, okay, have a visual reminder. Put a lamp in the room on a timer, and that lamp turns off at 1030 at night. Mm -hmm. That's something that grabs your attention, breaks you <laughs> out of the trance. So 
let's kind of talk about that because there's 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 two sides. Is there's what you described, but you and I before we got on the phone, we were talking about TikTok. Mm-hmm. And TikTok is designed to prey to your primitive brain. So when you're getting, think of you're getting these little dopamine hits when you're. When you're on these trance type things, on these, this, these digital means that are giving you a little bit of dopamine, your brain really, really feels good and really you're oblivious. So these things start going off and you start to ignore them because at the end of the day, this feels really, really good for you and you're going down that path. And even to some level, people will begin to ignore those reminders because they're getting that dopamine. They're getting that. It feels really, really good for them and they don't want to escape that fun feeling for that more negative feeling. So it's 360. One is having the self-awareness not to get on it. And then number two is also limiting yourself with the self-awareness of these breaks and types of things, which goes back to with the self-awareness. Because all this stuff feeds on itself because at the end of the day, it all comes down to self-regulation and the awareness yeah. to be able to do something about it. Yep, being aware of what we're doing, what we're thinking, how we're feeling, um, and that, uh, yeah, the awareness, awareness is the first step, uh, awareness, boy, I'm wasting a lot of time yep. doing this. Um, and I think that's where some of the, the, there's some good technology out there, the f- feedback of there apps you can set on your phone that every week or even every day, did you know mm-hmm. you're spending this much time? Um, and your phone's been on that much. The sleep apps, I think, are great because, okay, I think I'm resting pretty well. Yeah, you're really only getting four hours of deep sleep and, okay, two of light sleep. And I know you need to balance them, but that's only six hours of sleep. So, yeah, so, can, you're thinking, oh, no wonder I feel junk today. You're, 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 you're bringing up something that's just brilliant and I, I want to make this distinction because those apps are really good because they, they give you the raw data mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but as they say the shovel doesn't do the work the app doesn't get you to sleep it no. gives you the information you have that awareness and it's really really important so I, I'm a huge believer but realizes that if you get it that's not going to do the work you actually have to oh, act no, no. Um, but I think it does trigger that awareness in terms of, oh, I thought I was doing better than that, but I'm, I'm really not. Mm-hmm. And I've had a number of people say, okay, now the dopamine hit is increasing that deep sleep, mm-hmm. increasing the time um, it tells me I'm doing okay, or I'm meeting mm-hmm. the, the bar and one thing and another. Um, and I think that's the kind of feedback that's, that's helpful. It is. Um, and you can you can get started in that thought path and getting the help when you have the awareness. Yep. And that's where the app helps with um, the awareness. Um, well, Jeff, we need to uh, kind of wrap things up. This has been a fascinating discussion, and I, we've covered a whole lot of ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think it uh, it comes down to awareness. Um, we have, if you have an awareness of how you're spending your time, awareness of your breathing in terms of mindfulness stuff, awareness of your body position, even if it's, okay, I haven't moved for two and a half hours because I've been mm-hmm. in this you know, work kinds of stuff, being aware of how your body's feeling, it feels better and you're fresher when you got up and take a 10-minute walk. Um, and you don't go to the refrigerator and pull out some cheesecake from last night. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, awareness is is the key. And it is the key. I want to emphasize this because I mentioned it earlier. Again, if you if you say something is easy and you're not doing it, you're not giving it the respect that it deserves. And the thing that I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to come on, because I think we covered a lot of information, but there's a lot of stuff that's here at the end of the day. Managing ADHD is just difficult. It's just plain difficult. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it, but it's difficult. If you, if, you, if, you, if you want to ignore it, you want to act like it's not there, I think that you're going to struggle with it. But if you say this is really, really difficult, it might actually be easier for you to manage than you thought. Yeah, and you're you're getting the reward of hey, yep. it's difficult, but I made some progress. Yes, um, it's been really helpful. And I want to reiterate, it's a lot of work, but you can really live a fulfilling life if you take it seriously. And so, mm-hmm. again, I hope to, everybody got some awareness around this, and they got like, hey, don't let your brain entertain itself tonight. Realize you're gravitating to junk food <clears throat> for that real real sugar rush. Don't surrender yourself to screens and let people take over your attention. Get the exercise by making it fun and, and managing yourself. Yeah. If you pay attention to those types of things and you say, listen, I'm, I'm there, I think that you can really live a very fulfilling life. Ignore this yeah. type of stuff and you're a slave to it. Yep, making conscious yep. choices. My guest today has been Jeff Copper, and his uh, work is on dig coaching, uh, seeking the aha moment. And as you've been able to tell, Jeff has a way of looking what's the background it's not just um, do this 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 Um, Jeff it's a pleasure having you on the show and I look forward to another conversation in the future thanks for the opportunity okay this has been David Pomeroy your host on ADHD focus where I'm glad you've been here and listening and I look forward to talking with you another time